Happy Aloha Friday, everyone, and welcome to another episode of My Ties at Sunset. I'm Ty. Aloha, I'm Mai. Happy Aloha Friday. Happy weekend. Um, I just want to start off with setting the intention that we are going to share a lot of positivity, hopefully laugh a lot, and um, have a whole lot of information. And I'm also going to set the intention for healing. Right now, there's just so much going on in the world, and I just think healing is just going to be the most beneficial for the whole world because I think we all need to heal. I agree. Um, I think that it's a little surreal to be sitting on this side of the world and like the other side of the world is like having extreme, an extreme situation and high tensions. And so I, I appreciate the healing vibes that people are sending out because all we can do is sit here and try to promote as much positivity Mm -hmm. for the rest of our fellow human beings and all those people out there because it's just rough. It's a rough time. And even though we're far away, we're not powerless. We have a voice, each and every one of us. And we can all pray for those individuals that are over there. I'm hoping that by the time this airs, this is all over and everything is... There's some resolution. Peaceful. Yeah. I do want to take a moment. Like, we were all sitting here, a few of my friends and I... Some of us are in the military, some are not. Just imagining like you're going about your daily life. You kind of know this is going to happen, but then you wake up and it's like a bombardment, right? And then you just have to pick up what you need and go. Mm -hmm. And I know they've been featuring people who just like got up and left and then like are sitting in the subway stations and things like that. And they're showing what they have and they're they're still remaining positive. Um, There was a father with his kids and his wife He's like, we bought toys, we have enough food for a week, and they're just sitting there on a blanket, and they're just trying to stay as positive as possible. And I'm like, you know, in dire times, that's what we need. That's all you can do. That's all you can do is you have to be appreciative of the moment um, that you have for, you know, surrounded by your loved ones and, you know, just you have to live your day. You have to live your life. And- no matter what happens, you can't stop living your life. And that's how we make a Correct. difference. That's how we all make a difference is we go on with our lives and we try to share positivity in our own way, even if we're so far away, you know, know that, you know, they're in our well, hearts and we're praying for those beautiful souls that are doing the best that they can. And uh, we send them as much positivity yeah. as we can. And I think the rest of the world needs it too, because we don't know what the impact it will be like several weeks, several months down the road from this. But there's just so many people who have ties to over there in Europe Mm -hmm. that I know of. And, you know, they, they appreciate our thoughts. So with that, that. let's talk about a few things that, you know, we've been experiencing. And I mean, over here in, in Texas, I mean, one of the biggest things that we have going on is the Houston livestock show and rodeo. Mm -hmm. So usually it kicks off with the rodeo cook-off. It's the world championship barbecue contest. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is the week before, like the official rodeo kicks off, they have a bunch of tents get set up and they, um, everybody's cooking different types of barbecue and they get judged and everything. And it's a really big deal. And then they call it the rodeo cook-off. So at night um, for three days, it might be four days. They um, invite people to tents. So you have to be invited and you get to try their barbecue and then you dance and you have a good time. 
I went the other night and it was really fun. Except, you know, the music choices in some tents are different <laughs> than others. I'm more of a traditionalist. I like the country. I like the line dancing. The tent that I was in was more like booty dancing, like <laughs> weird music videos up. And it was just a completely different rodeo experience. The food, however, was very, very good. And it was a lot of fun. It was crowded. There's got to be maybe 20, 30,000 people there last night. It was a fun experience. I, I really like dressing up in my, like all my outfits. I got a new cowboy hat. But the rodeo is celebrating its 90th year. And the interesting thing is the rodeo hasn't been back for two years. Mm -hmm. So in the middle of uh, March of 2020, mm -hmm. the rodeo actually shut down midway because of the pandemic. And then 2021, they didn't have it. And now it's 2022 and they brought it back. So everybody is out in full force, like trying to buy up every bit of Western wear. <laughs> I will say like all these shows, 1883. Yellowstone came out. Everybody's been like trying to, you know, wear more cowboy boots, wear the big belt buckles, the hat and everything. And so I thought it was funny when I went Western shopping the other day, I was at Cavender's and Boot Barn and this gentleman was like, yep, all those once a year cowboys are coming in. And the funniest thing is the most random people will go in there and they don't know a darn thing about like hats, belts, boots, whatever. And they're like, just talking about how they've seen it on a show. Do I look like this person on a TV show? And it's so funny. And this one guy was like so proud wearing his hat around, like around the store. Mm -hmm. Like he just got it shaped. He had it on backwards. That's okay. He was he had a cowboy hat a on great backwards. time. Is this a tourist? Was he having draw? a great time? Or just... Is this like a big thing for tourists? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I would say they get over a million visitors. I mean, it goes on for like about two weeks or so the funny thing is the other night when i went carnival was open and everything has gone paperless because of covid mm -hmm. and such and i was trying to use the app but my phone wouldn't work it wasn't getting signal because of all the construction that went up to build these like you know elaborate rides and all this stuff but they put in little temporary cell phone towers for your cell phone but my cell phone wasn't working so we were having the hardest time <laughs> um getting my phone to work so i could use the tickets that i bought i bought a ton of tickets and I couldn't even use my phone to get it. So I had to walk around until my ticket showed up in order to use it. It was dumb. <laughs> so I'm hoping they figure it out because it's just been really interesting because everybody's digital now. So like, how are they going to handle like 30, 40, 50, 60,000 people mm -hmm. using their phones all at once? But it's a really good draw. Like it's uh, the rodeo started in 1932. So now it's the 90th year anniversary. They bring in really big country music stars, hip hop stars, pop stars. And they have concerts. So this year, I'm going to go see Journey, mm -hmm. Kane Brown, Chris Stapleton, who I really like. But there's other people coming. There's like uh, Marshmallow, the DJ, uh, Gwen Stefani, mm -hmm. um, and a bunch of other big country stars. Um, we have rodeos here in Hawaii. Um, Hawaii has um, our own Hawaiian cowboys, the Paniolo. And uh, yep. we would have like the farm fair, which would have like, uh, livestock and rodeo ex exhibitions. Um, and then there would also be a carnival and things like that. What happened to, um, was it the Puna Punahou Carnival? Um, I don't know about the Punahou Carnival. Side note, Punahou is actually a really prestigious school from pre-K up until high school. Probably the most famous person that has graduated from Punahou would be President Obama. Mm -hmm. It's an absolutely beautiful school. Um, when we applied, 
with my youngest child. At the time, the tuition for just kindergarten was about $15,000 a year. And Ooh, now I know I know it's over 25,000 I think per year, 20, 25,000 a year. Crazy. For and that's just grade school. That's not that's just private school here in Hawaii. And uh, all the parents are required to uh, work at the Punahou Carnival. I have friends who their kids do go there and they've had to volunteer <laughs> for the Punahou Carnival. Got to put those parents to work after they pay all that tuition. <laughs> that's so expensive. I mean, I don't think a lot of people actually know that. So that's good that you brought this up. Mm. Is that the school system, the school system is very delicate in Hawaii. Yeah. Public school system versus the public private school system is is a political thing that gets brought up quite a bit because everybody in private school gets that top tier education. It's just because they, our public schools, they, they are the good overcrowded. Teachers out. They're overcrowded. So you're talking about, yeah. you know, 30 to 40 kids per teacher. Where at a private school, you're going to have like 15 to 20 per teacher. Right. Like a normal, normal high school. Yeah. Or normal uh, junior high on the mainland. <laughs> So, I mean, the public schools, they're overwhelmed a little bit and they're not paying our teachers enough. So hopefully that's, you know, we keep trying to give them more money because they deserve it. They deserve it. I try to remind them, uh, try to remind people that some of the schools actually don't have air conditioning. Oh, yeah. There's no air conditioning or in most of they have the, the little schools. air conditioners in the windows. And it's, yeah, it's and Hawaii. People are like, what do you mean? <laughs> it's 90 something degrees. They're like, does it get hot in there? And I was like, yeah, it gets hot. Like sometimes the kids don't go to school or they go home early because it's too hot. Yeah. Yeah. And then that affects your grades. I mean, all of it affects your grades. I mean, of course, every classroom at Punahou is all air conditioned, <laughs> but you're paying for that. Right. Yeah. You're paying for indoor. So that's why I like Kamehameha schools. So one thing I always tell people, uh, the movie Lilo and Stitch was was released in 2002. Mm -hmm. Kamehameha schools, they provided the singing choir in the background of some of those uh, original Hawaiian songs that they played in that um, movie. Mm. And a few of my friends that I met in nursing school actually sang in that choir and they still get royalties to this day for doing that. Nice. That's really nice. Um, Fun facts. Yeah. So when even if you are not um, Hawaiian and of Hawaiian descent, you, there's a blood quantification to attend um, Kamehameha schools. Um, you can still as any if you're a student, you can take your SATs at Kamehameha. So my um, daughter went to Kamehameha to take her SATs and uh, my son, I think, went to Punahou to take his SATs. But the private schools, you know, when they have the SATs, they do them like every weekend for months. And you can just apply at any of the schools and you just sign up. Oh, wow. And it's the same price. So was it it nice? doesn't matter where. Did they, like, did they like going there? Yeah. Gorgeous, gorgeous campus. I remember going up there and for some kind of school presentation. Mm -hmm. And I was like, who goes to school like this? It was just so, it was really nice. It was, it was kind of fun. They're on top of the ridge um, in Kalihi yeah. and they have just amazing, gorgeous views. Um, it was absolutely very, very beautiful. Nice. All right, let's switch gears to something fun. So my family was just here in Hawaii visiting, playing tourists. Um, they didn't actually have time to do too many things, but um, they absolutely loved history. 
So, of course, they went to the Polynesian Cultural Center. We did the Makapu'u Lighthouse um, hike. Um, and that was the video in our last one. So if you haven't seen it, it's just I took my little GoPro. It was 4K video. It was our first 4K video <laughs> on YouTube because I haven't been doing too much with my... It was really nice. With my um, GoPro. But, um, yeah, I just stood there and got the lighthouse. That was as close as I could get to the lighthouse because... There's a trail that you can go down, but they have it blocked off. Um, and you can try to hike over it or climb around it at your own risk. <laughs> and it's dangerous. Um, they really sealed it off this time. So I do have a photograph where I did get down there um, years ago with <laughs> another friend, but I wouldn't risk it this time. Not anymore. It it can be treacherous. I think some of the rocks I remember are very sharp. Yeah, sharp and uh, loose gravel. I mean, the rocks can be loose. And then people people take dangerous risks for some reason when they're on vacation. And I have seen people slide off that mountain, slide down that mountain, get all cut up. Um, you just don't want to hit the ocean because when you get down into the ocean, there is no way to climb back up around there. Nowhere to climb back up. There really is not. mm, -mm. Mm -mm. You're right. But it was absolutely gorgeous. And the whales were um, just gorgeous. We have done, we do our paddling races around that point. And I have seen where I was, I was thankfully in the escort boat at the time. Uh, it, I had just come out of the <laughs> canoe before we made that turn along um, China Walls, which gets really China, close China walls. around um, that point by Makapu'u, but that is not a place where you want to be in the ocean because that ocean will just slam you up against the rocks. I don't know why we were so close to the rocks, by the way. Yes, it will. That was our escort boat and our coach. And blame, they should have pulled us further Blame away. your steersman. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> it, it is gorgeous there. I know the tide pools are really pretty. I'm glad you got to make that hike. Mm -hmm. Did they do anything else? Uh, um, they did everything. Okay, so my daughter's friend who came, um, she was 22, 23 maybe. Um they had tons of energy, but my family, um, these are my cousins who are a lot older. They had to go at a slower pace. So they did pack a lot in that day. The day that we went to Makapu'u was the day that I took them to go see the sunrise at my favorite beach. Then we went to the Makapu'u Lighthouse Trail. Then my uncle picked them up and took them to lunch at Buzz's Steakhouse. Absolutely delicious. Right there next to Kailo Beach Park. Then um, my uncle took them to Bellows. And I'm like, why Why are you going to Bellows? Kailua Beach is right there. <laughs> but he goes, right. he insisted that Bellows being military base, that he'd feel safer. And I'm like, okay. I mean, it's gorgeous. Bellows, Kailua, it's all the same beach area. Right. But um, he took my boogie boards, which he still has not returned, by the way, <laughs> to go take my cousins to go play in the ocean by Bellows. That's awesome. You might never get those back, but that's okay. <laughs> hey, speaking of Bellows, um, did you know that you could rent? And I think we talked about this in a previous podcast mm -hmm. that you can rent the cabins that are there. And I know one of the cabins is like for generals and up because it looks like a house, not a cabin. <laughs> yeah, there's some, there's a few like on the edge that are really close to the waters, the water edge, right. those are bigger. And then there's a whole bunch that are more inland. But I mean, it's still really pretty. 
Yeah, you don't really spend a lot of time indoors, but I wanted to go ahead and talk about it because we said we were going to mention some mm-hmm. military specials. And I think uh, littering them throughout our different podcasts might actually help some people who are planning uh, a good Hawaii vacation, also utilizing their military discounts and as we as they should, because, you know, we should give back in some way. But the cabins at Bellows Air Force Base, they actually can sleep for adults comfortably. Mm-hmm. They have kitchen and they have like a dining slash living area. And they only range from like $129 to $150 a night. And it's not based on rank. But I do know that the bigger houses and the further back mm-hmm. are based on rank because you have to have a certain ranking to uh, stay there. But they do have air conditioning. Uh, it's on base. And it's literally oceanfront. And you have your own like house almost basically. Were you able to find out if the cabins are available like for an, for the weekdays or are they only available on weekends? They're available for the weekdays. 365. And does it say how many days minimum? Uh, I'm sorry, maximum. How many days maximum you can rent them for? I don't think there's a maximum on it, but I don't. I think after like 30 days, you have to like renew your reservation. Okay. So there is some times there. But I mean, $127 to $150 a night, there's no extra fees. I think there's like a deposit, you know, just in case you leave it messy mm-hmm. or you have pets that leave a leave it messy. But I think you are allowed a pet. Wow. That's amazing. And yeah, um, some people do staycation there. So it's really nice. They have to bring their pets. In. I know that they um, lock the gate at night because it's a military base. So like once you go in, they tell you that you can't come out. They lock it from like uh, after certain time. nine or ten p.m. and then they'll open it yeah. like first thing in the morning, um, probably right. as early as five. You know, it's the military. <laughs> um, I will say before you get to the cabins, there's an additional security there, and because before that, there is actually some a uh, homeless encampment. Um, I do need. Not on the Bellows rem- base. It's on Sherwoods, which is the next property over. Is it next over? But I've seen a couple like homeless people before I've gotten to the cabins. So I wasn't really sure because there's like a section and then there's like another section where the cabins are. And it's further it's back, not homeless. But you have to go. But through. it is tenting. Like you can just get a permit to, yeah. to camp. I know there's permits to camp. It's $40 a day. Yeah. Just to set up your own tents and your own thing. Yeah. You can camp. And camping was nah, cheap. Go get the ca- it it go, used to be really go cheap get the when cabin. I was younger. <laughs> well, now it's higher. It's expensive. I don't know if I told this But story. I really like Waimanalo area. Huh? When um, I was in high school, my girlfriends and I got into, I had a convertible, <laughs> and we were driving oh, no. to find our campsite. And we see the cars in the trees, you know, so we went off of the road trying to, because they have little numbers, um, on the trees and it tells you your campsite number so we're like driving around and then we got stuck because it's soft sand and uh my little convertible was not um made for that kind of terrain not made for off-roading and i just remember revving the sand and we all started to go oh no no and it's like four four women little high-pitched voices men Big military guys just started coming out from the trees. That's scary. They literally surrounded the car. They picked us up in the car and pushed us till we could go. <laughs> and then there were they, hilarious. I was just like, "Oh my god, what do I, what do I do?" <laughs> and, but they helped us out of the sand, and then they just went back into the trees <laughs> as we drove off. That's hilarious. 
they do a lot of military exercises on Bellows Beach, so I'm not surprised that some men just came out of the woods. They just came out of the woods. Saved a bunch of girls and then went back into the woods. They were like, okay, our job is done here. How funny. What a great story. Why haven't you told us that before? Oh, my God. I don't know. I just was thinking about Bellows, and I'm like, I don't think I've ever said that. But that was hilarious. And um, on that camping trip, because we were all in high school, I remember one of my friends, her parents were going to drive her there because they wanted to make sure that there were no boys. They looked me in the eyes and said, you promise me that no boys are coming. It's just you. And I'm like, yeah, it's girls weekend. They stayed for a while to make sure her tent was set up. And they kind of like, we're kind of lingering for a while. You, you girls have it. And um, I, I remember, yeah, we were like, fine. And I, I remember we all brought things to contribute to cooking for dinner. And I did not know how to set a fire. And I had a couple other friends who did not. But you always have that one friend, (laughs) that one friend who knows how to do everything. (laughs) And she was like, I got this. And she set up the hibachi, our little tiny barbecue grill, and made the fire, watched her very impressively. I'm like, oh. And then she took over cooking. So it's like you always have to have that one friend who knows how to do stuff. That's the only reason. Just knows how to do shit. Like the one friend who knows how to do everything. Like, get out of the way, guys. Yeah. Otherwise, I was just gonna be like, I don't, I don't know how we, how we make a fire. Okay. You want to hear a running? You want to hear a running joke? Uh-huh. Not that your friend was, but that's usually the lesbian in a girl group uh-huh. can do everything. <laughs> no, but she was a Girl Scout. It's true. She was a Girl Scout, and I remember. Um, okay, she's either a lesbian or a Girl Scout, or she could be both. Yeah, or both. No, she's not. But um, she was uh raised like her parents like when I hung out with her family we would be the ones to go they would take me fishing they took me to go pick opihi one time um and that one that one was scary because we had I was woken up in like I want to say it was two o'clock in the morning and they're like come on get up we're gonna go get opihi and I'm like why (laughs) what is that and that was the first time I tried opihi I think I was like seven and I was like this is disgusting (laughs) But we had to go because that's when the tide was super low and her dad was super excited to like, we're going to do this. <laughs> OP, he's still in a, a delicacy. I can't eat it because they have antennas. I've learned to eat it as I gotten older, but that was way back in the day. And he had his own secret yeah. had a secret spot that we went to to go pick OP. Oh, I wonder if that secret spot is still there. This is also the friend who taught me how to go how to fish. She taught me how to like set up the fishing rod and do the hooks and all that she was such a girl scout yeah such a girl scout such a girl scout. <laughs> hey so if you are not interested in renting a cabin by the beach mm-hmm. there's actually another option and i wanted to talk about that one too i know we mentioned the Holikoa hotel mm-hmm. down in waikiki uh it's a really great hotel i would say it's maybe a four star it's close to a five star mm-hmm. has really great amenities but we were talking about how it is based the rate is based on your rank uh-huh and they, ha- of course, have different room categories and whatnot. But I actually pulled some of the rates mm-hmm. for that are effective for this fiscal year. And basically, there's four levels. And so enlisted soldiers, of course, they don't make as much. So they put them at a different uh, category. So for the first level is E1 to E6, mm-hmm. which is your private to a staff sergeant. And then the rates go from there. We will post this rate chart up on our website so everybody can view. And then it will have the associated links so you can check it out. Mm -hmm. And then they actually have it on here, widows and 100% disabled veterans. 
Okay. And they have their own sort of table. And then it goes up higher. So you have like your, you can, it's all great. Like some of them, they have all grades with TDY foreign military. So if you're actually listening internationally, if you're in the military, you also um, are eligible for a discounted rate at this nice hotel mm-hmm. that caters to military. So it's really great. Um, the highest level, I'm looking at some of the prices. And and don't forget to add on your hotel fees, your tourism tax, your vacation tax on top of these things. And and parking is usually associated, but if you want valet parking, it's, of course, additional. Mm-hmm. But you're looking at quite a bit of savings compared to, for instance, the modern, which is four to $500 a night. You have, uh, what's our favorite one? My favorite is the Hale Kulani. The- Okay, you have the Holly Kalani. I have the Moana Surfrider. <laughs> Those are also $500. They don't even include a view, but $500 and then added all the additional fees. So there are some benefits, and I wanted to put that out there, but they have their own luau. They have their own oceanfront, a pool, mm-hmm. and a bar, and all the things that you need. And you can always walk up and down um, Waikiki Beach and, and get anywhere you need to go. And the prices for beverages, for food, are going to be a whole lot cheaper at the Halekoa Hotel, just because it is military. Um, just be prepared when you go to like the Moana Surfrider, like a lava flow, which is absolutely delicious. $20 plus tax yep. and tip. <laughs> and all the associated fees. Um, <laughs> one one thing I was going to say, they also have a little baby PX mm-hmm. on at Halekoa on the bottom floor. And you can get a lot of tax-free mm-hmm. sort of souvenirs and little gifts here and there. So... That's another great stop besides the big Navy exchange out in uh, Pearl City. Yeah. Uh, and any of the other bases. So, hey, I, I, you know, out of curiosity, I just wanted to see how much Houston to Hawaii round trip was. Mm-hmm. And actually United right now, it's only $500. Not, it's a nonstop flight. It's eight hours and 35 minutes. Leaves at 9.50 a.m. and gets there at 1.25 p.m. So it's actually not that bad because it used to be in the thousands. So I'm very impressed right now. That's round trip. How cheap it is. Round trip. Yeah. That's like two fifty each yeah, way. Round trip. That's pretty good. That's really good. Even for me Wait, to go to California. I could be lying right now. That's a good trip. Oh no. It's five hundred and seven dollars economy. That's a, a long flight though. <laughs> it's a long flight, but surprise, it might show up at your door for five hundred dollars. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad. Not bad at all. That's not bad at all. And um, if you're not military, there are a lot of um, off-beach hotels in Waikiki that are more affordable. Um, The closer you are to the beach, um, the more expensive. And even in the hotels that are beachfront, it's more expensive to have ocean view than it is to have garden view. Or you're looking at the street or something. Yeah. So, you know, just ask. Um, they have savings all all around. Better to know somebody with a military discount, though. <laughs> Got to have that military yes, friend. It's always military friend. Or or you can get like a local friend mm-hmm. and use the comma Ina discount. We do have a comma Ina discount. Yep. Too. Also, it doesn't work for some places. Like it'll work on just the comma Ina and not your friends, unless you're you make sure that you're buying all of you're buying all the admission you're paying for it. But still. Huh. There was a few places that I have to say that did not extend to my family. I'm, and speaking of, one of them was the Byodoin Temple, which is absolutely gorgeous. It's hidden in the back of Temple Valley 
cemetery, but it is this beautiful, I guess it's Japanese temple. Um, I, there are monks around and they have this giant Buddha in there. You have to take your slippers off or your shoes off when you go inside to be by the Buddha. Um, yeah. And they have a really beautiful bell. I mean, it's just gardens. It's landscape. There's a whole bamboo section. There are ponds with uh, fish and turtles and ducks, I think, are in there. I don't know. There are swans around, too, maybe. It's absolutely gorgeous. And um, it's kind of off the beaten path, but it's definitely a beautiful visit. And my family went there. Nice. My grandmother's also buried yeah. in that cemetery. So they had to go there anyway. The cemeteries actually in Hawaii are very nice. I know it kind of sounds like a little bit morbid to be like, oh, I sat in a cemetery, but there, you see so many families. And that's one thing I really appreciate about Hawaii uh, people, the residents, the culture, mm -hmm. is that they'll actually like pack a picnic and sit. And like, sometimes they'll put a little canopy over the gravesite of their loved one. Mm -hmm. And they'll sit there and have like lunch and hang out and talk story over, you know, where their relative is buried. I know one of our dear friends, you know, she she lost her husband. She often posts like her sitting there um, just, you know, keeping him company for a little bit, catching up mm -hmm. like he's there. And I was like, this is really nice. And I always saw, you know, people putting down fresh flowers. We have um, some big ones that are like it's a multifamily one that people have to go and they have to mm -hmm. like it's marble and they have to go clean it all the time and really take care of it um so it's something that does pass down um in the family the care of the ancestors that's awesome it's almost like the tradition is uh for some people is like it's a little bit hard to go to a cemetery or it's scary and so i feel like maybe that's that could be like a difference you know in culture wise mm -hmm. so this is why i'm going to the ocean i think i'm going to do the same thing because i don't want my family to have to go find me in a cemetery I don't want them to, but I, I know that they love the beach and I'll be around if I'm in the ocean. My parents have already told me they want to be in the ocean. I think it's funny that they want to go out to this place, to the sandbar. They want to be out by the sandbar because everybody's out there having a great time. And that's what they did, you know, when they were really into boating and stuff. And I'm like, okay. That's hilarious. They're just like, we want to be at the sandbar. The sandbar is so nice though. It is. It is. You know? It's beautiful out there. They just want to be in the ocean around the sandbar. Actually, there's a specific um, channel marker that a lot of people um, go to, which is on your way to the sandbar. And I said, do you really want to be there? It's kind of, it sounds kind of crowded. They're like, yeah, but it's going to be a big party. So That's hilarious. You That that shark. I always remember that shark story. You know, a couple people have mentioned that to me. Uh -huh. They're like Miley's shark story was like almost creepy and scary at the same time. It was it was and very was like, scary. Yeah, it's a little scary. It was very scary. I was scared. <laughs> I thought I was going to be eaten by a giant shark. <laughs> so yeah, it was scary. Uh, I'm just really grateful I haven't seen another big one. Knock on wood. <laughs> that is so scary. I had to have that talk with my cousins. They're like, what do you do when you see a shark? And I said, okay, well, you keep eye contact. You never turn your back to them. And if they come really close to you, they're usually kind of curious. But be careful and try to shove them as hard as you can to just like go really? in the other direction. 
Yeah. So if they come at you, you kind of do this Zen motion where you just like just push, push them up. away and they'll keep because they're still swimming and they have their momentum. So you just need them to go around you. That's hilarious. But you're like, keep your eye contact. Shoot, be gone. Yeah. So that tip I got from our other friend who we used to paddle with. Um, and that's kind of her job is to often wrangle sharks. Now, she's usually has like metal. Um, what kind of job is that? Metal armor and stuff. But she's in charge of like all of the. Oh, metal. The DLNR stuff. All the other islands in the atolls and stuff going all the way up. It's all a preserve. And she often has to take um, people out there to do research. And so she's had to wrangle sharks. And she says, you just be calm. She's the one who told me that. And you just push them aside. Just, <laughs> just gently give them a nudge. But, you know, because they have their momentum as they're swimming towards you and just nudge them away. I'm grateful that I've not had to do that. But I'm prepared if it should happen. You're, are you prepared to calmly, like, nudge <laughs> I hope so. I hope in the moment that I'll remember that and be calm. But, you know, yeah. they're one of the most beautiful creatures in the ocean. I mean, truly. You just. They really are, though. All the, you know, you just want to watch them. You can just watch them forever. So, you know how, like, we've been talking about, like, really beautiful things about Hawaii. But one of the best things, and I think I mentioned this, was um, skydiving in Hawaii. I can proudly say that Skydive Hawaii is a company that I've used in the past, but it actually gives you a 360 degree view of not just Oahu, but you can actually see the other neighboring islands. Mm -hmm. And so they offer three experiences, 12,000 feet, 14,000 feet, and 20,000 feet. And I think 20,000 feet is the highest you can go as like a, a novice. But of course you're tandem, so you're always with somebody, but you fall at a speed of 120 miles per hour, but you don't feel it. You feel like you're floating. Okay. Because it's so windy, yeah. right? It just feels like you're kind of like in this tunnel of like you're just gently falling. A lot of people are scared because of the height, right? You're just literally like no holds bar jumping out of a plane. Mm -hmm. But another a really great thing about them is that they also offer a military discount, which is like about 50 bucks. So $225 for a really great experience. I would do it because you get to see like pristine views. And then when you're coming down after your chute is deployed, You'll be able to see like marine life, airplanes flying by you, like all kinds of things. Hmm. I think it would be fun. We should do it together sometime. I used to want to do that, but I don't anymore. Ask me, ask me when mm -hmm. I'm a lot older and I've got like, I'm at the end of my life. Then we'll be two old ladies jumping. <laughs> do you think you would do it? I Do you like, think you would actually do it? That's what a lot of old ladies do it. You know, they're like 90 or something. I'll I'll go when I'm 90 or something. <laughs> she said when she's 90. <laughs> I'll be one of those. You know, make the news. Oh, she's 90 something and she's jumping out of an airplane. Then it's like, I've had a good life. I could go. That would be a nice way to go, honestly. I've had a good life. Thanks for joining us for another episode of My Ties at Sunset. We really hope you enjoyed this kind of a little bit of a special edition of My Ties. Um, we heard from our audience that they requested a little bit more insight into how military benefits can help with a cheaper Hawaii vacation since things are getting a little more expensive. Be sure to check us out at MyTiesAtSunset.com. We'll be posting all of the 
military discounts, insights, and links um, up on the website. Yeah, and uh, we'll always have more tips to share about making your Hawaii vacation affordable, whether you're military or not, and you just want a really great time, really great savings, and try to help you to find them. Also, be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. And until we meet again, ahoy ho!